AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to AM 630 The Word's Church of the Week program. You know, I've been thinking, we're still at the beginning of the year, and uh, for some people it's already too late. Resolutions have gone out the window, and uh, we're ready to, to give up. But I was, I was reading the book of Ephesians, and the, the closing chapters of the book of Ephesians 6, 10, uh, Paul says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And even before we get to the power of his might and before we get to the armor and before we get to all this stuff, it's just those, those three words, a final word. It, it hit me, and I want to perhaps encourage you today. Perhaps you've already dropped the ball or perhaps you've already messed up and you're ready to quit on 2020 and it's not going to work out and, you know, just throw your hands up and you're waving the white flag. I want to I remind you of who has the final word. And even though the mountain may be too tall and Goliath may be talking about you and yelling profanities and the waters may be too deep to cross and you have all these impossibilities. The wilderness may be too thick and the desert may be too dry and you can't get across it. I want to I want to remind you who has the final word and in the final word. He says you will succeed. You will be the head and not the tail above and not beneath. You can be blessed in everything you do. So I want you to hold on to that. Even in the difficult times, even though, you know, dark, the, the night is dark, even though whatever it is that you're facing today, I want you to be encouraged. God has the final word. And if you haven't read to the end of the book, I have, and I want to encourage you, we win. We come out on top. It's going to happen. It's going to be all right. And this is when faith comes into play. You know, and so be be encouraged. I, I could preach that word right now, but I don't want to take too much time from my guest uh, today. I have a very special guest and uh, the man of God right here from our beautiful city of San Antonio. And I say this often. I love the preachers that come and go and they travel the globe and they get on planes and they from arena to arena. Great word. And and uh, we appreciate them and we watch them on TV. But there's a special place in my heart. And I, I believe there's a special place in God's heart for those men and women that are our local pastors. They stay here. They preach here. They invest here and uh, they give us and they dedicate our babies. They they marry our uh, they do our, our, our ceremonies and they laugh with us and and cry with us. And so today I have the privilege, the great privilege of being in studio with Pastor Hawkins, Pastor Dustin Hawkins. He is the pastor of Place for Life Church here in San Antonio. Pastor, thank you for coming. Welcome. Marcus, man, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you, sincerely. And hello to those of you that are tuned in right now. And God bless you. I'm happy to be here with you all today. Hey, Amen. Yeah, I want to I want to I, I think many of us have heard of the church and and, you know, you, you have a bunch of people going there every Sunday. Uh, but but I want to talk about you for a minute. This is kind of how I, I do this this program. I want to introduce those that have not heard of you, those that have not been to the church. They don't know your style. They don't know. But but let's you know, let's talk about you. Where where are you from? Uh, you you know, 
I don't want to give too much away. I'll let you say it, but I'll ask the silly question. Are you a PK? And, and <laughs> I, I am, man. I'm a PK, an, an MK, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> but, but certainly uh, this, is, this has been my, my, my life, man. So, yeah. yes. Ministry, you grew up in, in the pews. I, I, was, I was born in it, man, yeah. Liter- literally born into it. Uh, yes, uh, but I'm very grateful for it. Uh, there's been a lot more mm-hmm. in that life uh, mm-hmm. uh, entailed in that story. Uh, so, so tell me this: uh, Are you are you a native San Antonian? Where where are you from? What is your upbringing? I'm not. I was I was born and spent my my early childhood years in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and also in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, and then when I was a child, uh, I, I think five or six years of age, uh, my father moved here. Uh, but the rest of that childhood we spent living in a pickup truck because my dad was evangelizing all over mm. the, the southeastern corridor the, of the United States. And uh, my sister and I literally <laughs> lived in, in the back of a pickup truck for about two and a half years of wow. our life. So I'm not quite sure where home really was, <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, I'm still a LSU fan, so, so I guess bad <laughs> That's what counts. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go Tigers, you know. Yeah. Yes, sir. I bleed purple and gold. Y'all get yeah. that straight. Yeah. So you you know of Bethany over there in Baton Rouge? Well, my my father was actually saved uh, as a teenager in in Bethany. Uh, there you go. And was called in, into ministry there. Uh, my aunt, who is the matriarch of our family, uh, she was, and I say that because she was the first one saved in mm-hmm. in in our heathen. Uh, you know, family, I'll leave it at that. But uh, her and her husband were, were actually sent uh, out by Bethany uh, to Scotland to work as missionaries with a man named Simon Cameron, who is actually Pastor Dave Cameron from Refuge Church's great uncle. So wow. it's a very small world out, yeah. out there. Yeah, so um, that, that's, that's kind of our, our start into ministry and, and, and into faith. Yes, sir. So Bethany's a, an important place uh, in the stock stills, the stock stills there. Yes, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, tell me this because I'm a PK also. Okay, and I and I tell people I was born on the third bench, and and you know that my mom gave birth and just the worship service just kept on going. You know, right, it's no right. big deal. Yeah, and so, uh, but I I understand that you're not born a Christian, you're not born into this, and sometimes as a PK, mm-hmm. uh, there's a little bit more stuff you have to deal with. Absolutely. And uh, how how was that? encounter for you that moment you know perhaps in in the truck driving on i-10 or 75 whatever road your dad was on where it became real to you you know what jesus loves me this is gonna be he's gonna be my god well i had a few different experiences i i I clearly remember the first time i professed and and confessed Mm -hmm. uh and, and prayed the salvation prayer I believe I was nine or or ten years old uh, in Warsaw, Indiana, uh, at a little revival that my dad was preaching at a UPC church in in Warsaw, Indiana. But but I remember consciously praying the the salvation prayer. Yeah. Uh, and then later in life, uh, I, I was going to college in in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm going to say something right now that I've never told anyone. Um, I was in church at uh, Mac Hammond's church. I forgot the name of the church. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, my sophomore year of college, 
And I was a church kid. I think I had a suit on on a Sunday morning, the only yeah. young young guy in there with the suit on, <laughs> probably. Well, And I was sitting towards the back. But he gave a salvation altar call that morning. Uh, and, and I and I felt convicted to go up just because I, you know, I'd grown. I, I'd become a young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't a 10-year-old kid. And salvation meant something different to me at that point in my life. Uh, and, and then I realized that... Uh, uh, well, what what I could not foresee at that time in my life is is the direction that life would take me, and and, and now you know I have just a, a, I guess a far more rich understanding mm-hmm. uh, of a, of my walk with the Lord. You know, I heard uh, an old preacher named Turnell Nelson uh, from uh, he's from one of the islands. He, he was an island preacher, Caribbean preacher, and uh, he made this statement that. You don't need, I remember him saying, I was, I was listening to him preaching. He said, you don't even know the Lord until you've been walking with him for 40 years. Yeah. And I, I was 20-something years old. And, I, you know, I almost felt offended that, that yeah. he would say that. But at 39 now, I'm thinking, well, that, that He man, was right. Oh, he was absolutely right. And so, uh, yes, though, I, I definitely uh, have had some, some great personal experiences yeah. outside of the context of just being a preacher's kid. Yeah. We have to we have to own it and, and know it for ourselves Absol- and know him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Apostle Paul was a was a Pharisee of Pharisees. You know, he, he knew everything that could be known, but his desire was to know him, you know, in the in the in, in his sufferings and in the power of his resurrection. Mm-hmm. In other words, Lord, I'm I'm willing for you to put me through whatever you have to put me through in order for me to know you. And I think that that's that's the objective. So you have a preacher preaching. Now, I tell my church all the time that uh, your faith is, is, is not real. It's pseudo. It's fake without that seeking part. Uh, uh, one of the devotionals, I talk about that, 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 that if you're not seeking his presence, then you're missing everything. You can follow every rule, but if you are not seeking to know him, you're missing it all. And somehow God has a way in the seeking him uh, of making everything else fall into place. Either he will make it fall into place or he will enlighten you to the point uh, uh, to help you and, and aid you into in correcting where, where you need to correct and grow where you need to grow and cut where you need to cut. It's amazing uh, uh, how vibrant our walk with the Lord is uh, and how real it is when we are truly pursuing him and and his presence, you know. Uh, and I'll add to that. I think that, you know, the book of Romans, chapter number five, I was reading it this morning, talks about the things that we go through lead us to a hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and what I've grown to learn is that it is okay to hope for things in that pursuit of him. And, and actually, I feel that if our walk of faith is missing that that element, that we could be missing the, the mark as well. You know, yes. God, uh, uh, every story of God's is better and greater in, in the end than it is in the beginning or the middle or anywhere else. And so if we don't have that anticipation that there is something greater, more, more glorious that God has in store concerning his will for us, uh, then we're missing it altogether. So even if you're listening right now, you know, uh, uh, you know, for some of us, it's just a going back to our first love, uh, which for many of us, the reason that we got saved to begin with uh, or, or had that encounter to begin with 
is is because it was about nothing else but mm-hmm. but him it was because we realized that 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 it really is all about him to begin with and and sometimes in our walk with him we get distracted with with everything else you know and i just want to encourage you today wherever you're at i promise you that god can quickly bring things together when you begin to pursue his presence. I mean, God has a way of just rectifying things, restoring things for you when you truly, truly seek him first and, and your motivation uh, in, in, in all that you're doing, in your going to church, in your praying, mm-hmm. in your giving, in your serving the community, when that is motivated because, God, I just want you to be right here next to me, it brings the real vibrancy to, to your walk of faith. Man, you know, I like I like what you said, uh, especially when it comes to the hope, mm-hmm. because to me, the way I the way I read Hebrews eleven one is faith without hope. That's right. You know, ha, faith. Then what am I doing with my faith? I have nothing to exercise it with. So I need to fuel my hope, my faith with hope. Well, 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 without faith. It, it is impossible exactly. to please God. That's what Hebrews 11 mm-hmm. says. And, uh, uh, and, and that, when, that, that we must not only believe that, that he exists, mm-hmm. but that he is a rewarder. rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And, and this is, I, I, I mean, I believe this is the Apostle Paul that wrote Hebrews, mm-hmm. but whoever you believe wrote the book, I mean, this This is a strong statement concerning God's perspective of us. That's strong language that without this aspect that that we are actually not pleasing him. In other words, it pleases God when we hope that that he has something better in store for us. That's right. I believe it makes him happy, you know. So anyway, you got me preaching in here, man. No, that's what we want to yeah, hear. We want to yeah. hear from you. Yeah. And, and I, I love that because that's what makes a difference between uh, – uh, faith makes a difference between hoping and wishing. Yes, absolutely. Because we wish. Well, well yeah. Well, win faith, a lottery, wish on crazy things. Yeah, that, that, that circumstance. You know, exactly. we're, 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 bank, we're banking on God. Faith is specifically banking on on God. Faith is not believing that something is going to happen. Faith is believing something's going to happen because of him. Yes. That's, that's what faith truly is. And so, wow. yeah, absolutely, man. Love it. And, yeah. and, and I would encourage the listener to read the, the chapter, Hebrews, Hebrews 11. 11. Yeah, there's your homework for the week. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> It'll encourage you. Because by faith, and then you could add the name Abraham, Noah, by faith, these people, they hey. got stuff accomplished. They got stuff done. That's right. Make it a goal to add your name to yes. that right there. And, I, and I, you know, the way I'm, I'm being convicted in this new year and this short time that we've been in 2020 prayer is not just something to to wish god would help lord help me and sending up an sos it it really is something to get work done god is you know when we say i'm waiting on the lord oh. i don't like when people tell me that because i i, I feel like god is waiting on us i want to heal you i want to open doors i want to i want to do things i want to blow your mind Absolutely. and i'm waiting for you to step into the court so let's get some work done oh yeah well see prayer if you you're interjecting prayer here man and and see prayer is sneaky powerful yeah it it it's going to change you know prayer 
is not, you know, I say faith is not really faith unless it, mm-hmm. it has, okay, well, prayer for me is not, it, it's not validified, mm-hmm. let me say it like this, until the, uh, the, the subject, the substance, let me say it like this, of persistence is, mm. is demanded. Prayer, prayer can't be validated, really, unless you have – see, persistency as a way of showing that it's real and yeah. authentic. That's why sometimes God does not answer prayer right away because it, it, ain't, it ain't real to us. Sometimes God will have you pray and pray again and pray again and pray again, to it, not because it's not real to him, but he's trying to make it real to, to you. Also, we all know this. Prayer, you know, it, we know that it changes us. We know that. But, but if, if the objective of prayer in God's eyes, I've had people ask me this, is to change us, then why does God have us pray for things? And the, the answer to that is simple because the changing that's happening in us while we're praying for the things that we're asking God to do for us is simply the preparation that has to be done so that God can bring us what he mm-hmm. desires to bring us. And that's why prayer is so important, because it's going to change you. If you're wondering how, well, then get on your knees. Get on your knees. Start praying. Start praying. Yes, this sir. is why there was uh, some years ago a bishop around that people may know. He went around <laughs> preaching, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> yes, sir. That's so it. it's it's on us. That's exactly It's right. on us to get ready yes, for sir. what God has and, and the the, what's what's interesting is that we're praying for it. God wants to do it, but we don't get ready. Oh, it's all it's all over Scripture. I I told our church at the beginning of last year. I, I said, listen, Jesus simply said, feel those six, which we know the number six represents the number of man as everything to do with us. Feel them to the brim, fill them to the top. So many of us are praying for wine, for that change, for that miracle, but we've never filled up the capacity that, that God has called us to. You know, we're sitting on our hands when, when yes. we know that there are things that, that we could do to occupy, to, to, to fill up, to help, to aid. You know, that's why Mary told those servants, do whatever he tells you to do. They were simultaneously feeling the water pot up, you know, in a spiritual way, not not just physical, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I want to encourage you to today with that, man. Get get with it. If you're saying get with what, whatever you're capable of doing, you know, objectify it towards his kingdom and your faith. But certainly don't just sit around not praying and, and not getting with the program. You know, yeah. about about that passage, that's one of my favorite. You're, you're, yeah. Now you're touching me yes, where, I, where I like it. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, the, ser- the, the Bible says, and the, no one knew where the master ceremony, the master ceremony didn't know where it came from. That's right. That's right. But the servants knew. They knew. They knew. And they, they knew. They were serving. They were there. They mm. were doing what Jesus said. They didn't have titles. They were, they were just servants. And they knew mm-hmm. the miracle that had just Amen. happened. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're <laughs> preaching good, too, Brother Marcus. <laughs> all right. Let, let's transition because okay. we could just go back and forth be yeah. preaching all this time. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about the church. Tell me a little bit about, about the church. Um, uh, uh, where you're at, a place for life, what, what's going on? Talk to me. Sure. Place for Life Church, many people in this city know it as uh, formerly Family Praise Center, which is the church that my father founded here in 1993. In 2001, we bought the old Parapple County Fair property. Uh, that's where we're at for those of you that grew up in the city. Um, 5820 Northwest Loop 410 is just above Cavender Toyota 
right off of 410 between Ingram and Bandera Road. That's where we're located. So we've been there on that property since 2001. In 2008, we changed the name uh, of the church to Place for Life Church. Uh, And then I won't take you through all of the details, but a couple of years ago, my father moved out of the city about two and a half years ago. And and since that time, uh, uh, I, I have very much uh, been established now as the senior pastor and, and even, uh, you know, technically in every other sense, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's now the church that I pastor. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been it's been a wild ride, you know. Um, if you want me to bring you up to speed, I, I feel like we just started a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. I think they say the national statistic is 40% of a congregation leaves and you see a 40% decrease in giving when there is a transition mm-hmm. uh, from one senior pastor uh, to another, especially the founding pastor of that work or ministry. Uh, we saw some of that transition and felt it uh, in some ways. But at the same time, uh, you know, I know that people grow and they, they transition within the body. Uh, and, and it's been a beautiful thing uh, to see because at the same time, there's been a transition uh, uh, of people that that are new to me and uh, that are just coming to our church and uh, and now stepping into roles of leadership and mm-hmm. and so I you know it, it's kind of like we're a new congregation yeah. man it, it, it's exciting you know you can it feel is. it in the in the atmosphere in in our house man it's it's great yeah. so tell me you guys are you guys are doing some stuff you're bringing some people in well tell me about about what's going on well I'll tell you. You know, we we have just a few minutes left. I, I don't have time to take you through my whole ministry life, but you know, God has certainly favored me uh, with relationship, probably more than anyone will ever know. Uh, and and I'm saying that to say I can be real cho- choosy uh, because of relationship. Uh, you know, with voices to bring through our house. In mm-hmm. the past couple of years, we haven't had any outside voices in just because we've been building our church. Yeah, and, that's wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but. At the end of last year, the Lord really began to speak to me that, that hey, man, we're, we're not just entering into a prophetic season, but I mean wide open mm. prophetic season. Like the prophet's voice is about to become very resounding and clear in the body of Christ. This is something I felt very convicted about. And, it, you know, it, I, I wasn't even asking the Lord this. He yeah. was just impressing it on me. And and, and I was hearing enough from, from other people that— that, that this is really what the Lord was saying. And so I, I asked the Lord, if there's voices that need to come through my house, then, 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 then let me know. Uh, and, and, and through that right there, uh, just this past uh, a few weeks ago, we had Pastor YPJ Miller, a friend of mine, but man really has a prophetic voice. If you go back and listen to the word he brought, it was incredible. Uh, but in February, we have uh, Kim Portier, Real Talk Kim is what she's known as, on social media, February 23rd on Sunday morning. I do know Kim. Okay. And I'll, follow her. Okay. When okay. you said Real Talk Kim, yeah, now it so, hit me. So she will be with us February the 23rd at our 1015 service. Uh, and then March, uh, let me look at my calendar here. On March the 27th, which is a Friday night, we're having Pastor Samuel Rodriguez with us. Uh, and Pastor so, Sam. Yeah. And so, yes, it's exciting, but I, I truly believe that they have a word uh, for this hour, not just for my church, but but for this city and for this nation. Yeah. And so so we're, we're honored, man. We're humbled that that they're coming over and, and going to be in our house. And, uh, you know, I'm inviting everyone in San Antonio out. 
You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. It's on our website, placeforlife.org, social media, at Place for Life on Instagram, Facebook, all that. Uh, and we're advertising all of this, so check it out. Yeah. Man, that, that, that's, a, that's a powerful lineup. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. We're excited. Uh, I, I, I know Pastor Sam and, and love him. Yeah. Uh, we're both from, from the Northeast, and so we run a, ran around in some circles together. I didn't know but, that about you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And uh, great, awesome preacher. Yes, he is. On a global scale. Yes, he is. The guy gets around. Yes, he does. And uh, so uh, why don't you invite us to church? Church is at 10? 10... 10.15 on Sunday mornings is our, is our main worship service. Seven o'clock on Wednesday nights, we have church. At nine o'clock on Sunday morning, if you come, we have our swag groups, which are our small groups, our connect groups. So if you want to come at nine and see what we're about on a micro level and get to know our people, I, I would encourage that. Uh, but please, nine o'clock, ten fifteen on Sunday morning, seven o'clock Wednesday night. Thank you, Marcus. I appreciate that. It's an honor for me to uh, to have you with us. You're yeah. one of the voices of this city. And uh, we appreciate your ministry. Uh, ministries uh, come and go a lot, unfortunately. Yes, sir. But you guys have been around and the legacy that has been left and, and from generation to generation. Yes. I hope I hope my prayer is that one day I could pass the baton to one of my boys, to Amen. one of my kids as, as it has been uh, given to you. Yeah. And that one day you will be able to continue that legacy with the next generation. Absolutely. And so San Antonio, thank you for listening. Uh, Pastor Dustin, Dustin, thank you for coming. Thank you. And uh, thank you. God bless you, San Antonio. And we'll see you in church on Sunday. Yes. God bless you. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.